to another WHM Mailbag. This is the March edition. I'm Andrew Jupin alongside Chris Cabin and Stephen Sadak. We're going to read some uh, amusing emails for you this evening. Um, Steve, I think we'll start with you. Okay. Should we start with you? I, yeah. Here's the thing. Chris and I were discussing which emails we should read. You were secretly like in the corner like, Precious. <laughs> and I don't know what your email's about. So I think we should start with a surprise email. Okay. Uh, it's... I wish you didn't say that because it makes it sound creepier because I was literally, <laughs> I got a cold, so maybe my eyes are squinting. You actually look high as fuck right I now. I do. I probably look blazed out of my skull. You really do. Uh, this is from <laughs> Emily, and mm-hmm. that's not why I had those eyes. <laughs> it's because I was literally about to sneeze. Hi, guys. Uh, I have a dog I've walked every day for four years. And all that time, I've never considered any close examination of my dog's butthole. Oh, Jesus. Now, for anyone who's like, wait, what is this girl talking about? So it was on the Teen Wolf 2 episode. Sure. Uh, where Steve was talking about gazing uh, longingly into a dog's steaming asshole. No, what it... What- when it gets cold out, yep. you, start, you see you can see it smoke from both ends, and you know it's a weird it's phenomenon. An existential moment. It I, is. It is a weird phenomenon. Call Mulder and Scully. Uh, that said, I happen to be listening to your Teen Wolf two episode right when I was walking my dog. Maybe I'm susceptible to suggestion because it's, because I thought it's twelve degrees outside. So what else would I see it? <laughs> when I went to look. My dog instinctively turned her rump away from me. She gave, then gave me a look as if rump. to ask, what are you doing? Yeah, the dog is totally right. Stop looking at my asshole. Uh, you know, so I, I, have, I do not have any experiences seeing steam rise off of my dog's butthole. I do thank to we, thanks to We Hate Movies, specifically uh, have the experience of a new low. Uh, I was judged by my own dog. <laughs> Love the show and thank you. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, that's not the first time someone has said listening to this show creates a new low for them. It does remind me of another uh, thing that happens when you walk dogs, which will change your relationship with that dog. <laughs> yeah. Every so often you'll get a ropey shit, which is the worst, and it gets stuck <laughs> in there. Yeah. Anybody else been there? And then you got to find some, hopefully it's fall and there's some dry leaves next to Oh, you better believe it. <sighs> and you do it, and the dog is embarrassed and hates your guts, and you're like, you know what, dude? I didn't enjoy that either. Totally. I didn't tell you to eat that string that caused this madness to begin with. <laughs> like, you both go upstairs and you go in opposite ends of the house because we're both mad at each other. Exactly. The dog just closes the door like, you know what, asshole? I have to lay down. But you, you want to bring that shit back in the house? You're going to get yelled at, pal. Yep, exactly. I just kind of always love because I, I, I used to uh, walk dogs for a living and I just love when dogs like you're doing that and they go and they stop to take a shit yeah and like they're just looking around because they're like checking if people are looking (laughs) the dog the dog community (laughs) knows how humiliating it is to shit in public and when especially when you're a new york city man and there's there's people on the sidewalk at all hours of the day it's never safe for a dog to just to peacefully do their business Well, because i just i i recently Rewatch, shut up and play the hits and i was remembered the first shot when he's taking the dog out to piss yep. and the dog just goes down he's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me tell you i love that movie hardcore love that movie i love james murphy's dog more than i love that it, movie it's though. pretty great oh man can, his one, little dog can i have great. one more little dog story tangent yes i was when i when i lost my uh when i lost my job last a uh, two couple of years ago yeah. i walked dogs 
for a buddy of mine uh, on the side uh, to make ends meet. And I is lower Manhattan and my girlfriend happened to work there at the time. So I was like, Oh, come meet the dogs. So during your lunch break. So we, we both go and we both I got all these dogs on me. I got this big, this big schnauzer, this whatever the, there was a, there was a, a very scared chihuahua as well. And then all of a sudden the chihuahua, not the chihuahua, the, the schnauzer gets a chicken bone and starts humping on it. I'm like, <laughs> Oh fuck. <laughs> and I start screaming like Molly, stop it. Molly, Molly, Molly. And like, <laughs> I give my girlfriend the chihuahua and two other dogs, and I'm like inside this. I'm like wrist deep in this dog's mouth, trying to get this chicken bone out, and a crowd has formed. Because I'm just like Molly, 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 come on, come on, Molly, get it up, Molly. Everyone on the street's like, "Hey, he's beating that dog <laughs> exactly. up." Exactly. Hey, buddy, stop sir, beating up that sir, dog. Sir, it's not a puppet. Stop. <laughs> it's, it's not a puppet. Because, like, I got no papers for these dogs. No. And I'm, I'm literally doing a, a favor for a friend whose whole job is this. If this dog croaks on my watch. Oh, yeah. Forget yeah. about it. You're both ruined. <laughs> exactly. We're both. We're going down like Sacco and Vanzetti. I, <laughs> and I don't want to make this too much longer, but I do have one more story to Please, go off of that. Because when it. I was working as well, as a dog, I got followed the... Um, the, by a person or by a pack of by wild dogs? By a person. Okay. The, the clients I was working for. Oh, they didn't trust you when they, they secretly followed They didn't trust you? me, <gasps> and they sent a friend to watch me walk their dog <laughs> that, around, like, maybe 12 blocks. That's and, great. Wow. That I, is great. And then I all of a sudden I came back, and they thought that I would like to know this. So they were like, you know, we wanted to tell you, we had somebody follow you. And I was like, what? And you did a great job. I'm like, uh, huh. That's low. <laughs> Eyes wide shut. You're walking this dog. <laughs> Bung. Bung. Yeah. <laughs> looking oh, around. What in the world? You know what? Like, I get it. You're nervous. It's a stranger walking your sure. dog, whatever. You don't tell the person. You just say to your 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 friend, your you know, wife or girlfriend or whatever, like, hey man. That weird guy we hired turned out to be okay. Exactly. We don't have anything to worry about because our friend that we had follow him said everything checked out. <laughs> You're not like, hey, dude, we had followed. We yeah. had you followed. That's a pretty good PI gig, huh? Yeah. Just <laughs> walking people, seeing how they react with dogs. Kind of sounds like it could be the plot of a shitty Andy Richter sitcom. <laughs> Called Canceled. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, we got another one here. Oh my god! I just thought about the Rain Wilson. It's Backstrom. Backstrom. <laughs> so to connect this, if you've heard our episode uh, on Twisted, we couldn't think of Backstrom, but now on a completely different episode of the show, we've remembered Backstrom. That's pretty good. I think so. Thank right. you very much. <laughs> By now, we've also probably received thirty emails that say it's fucking Backstrom, you idiots. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we got a, a letter here from Nolan. He writes in and says, uh, Hey, gang, longtime listener, first time emailer here. Um, I have basically been a seller of the We Hate Movies pyramid scheme for about a year and roped about uh, 15 new listeners in. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, it says, Checks in the mail? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark slash total lie. Uh, the real reason that I'm writing in, however, is that uh, I'm, at, uh, I'm a teacher at what can only be the titular bad, 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 bad movie high school. Uh, I'm an English teacher, but because I basically begged, I get to teach a film lit class. 
Normally this would be great, but I have to now run all all of my movies before my boss before I can show them, even though other teachers don't have to for their non-film-based classes. This has led to situations where films that I want to show, like Psycho and Jaws, which are both better films than they are novels, uh, have been shot down even though I shit you not, the crazy biology teacher shows Mac and me and Abraxas because they both, quote, show off alien biology. <laughs> no <laughs> way. You see Jesse Ventura's biology in that movie, I'll tell you what, though. Alien uh, ponytails. <laughs> and other assorted uh, wrist sexual organs. This here is a alien six-pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an alien six-pack. <laughs> that he ate also- a beer gut. Also called the keg. <laughs> Out of pure rage, I have gone around and uh, have written down films that other teachers show. So then uh, this guy proceeds to list some stuff. So this is pretty great. So the the biology aforementioned Abraxas and Mac and me. Then he says, Spanish class. Any movie the teacher wants to watch, but with Spanish subtitles. <laughs> this has led to cases like me having to hear Grown Ups 2 for eight hours from across the hall. Eight hours of David Spade goodness. Listen, David Spade is the least of your problems yep, with grown-ups. Absolutely. Um, th- this, is, this is my favorite one out of this list. Math. Cube. Which, how is this guy not fired? And the Lost World Jurassic Park because, quote, the main character is a mathematician. Which, who's the main character in that? Jeff, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He's a chaos Chaos theory. Chaos oh, math. Man. He's a chaos-tician. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, Vince Vaughn's a mathematician? <laughs> uh, no, he's the... Second lead in that movie. Now yes. you got Julianne Moore in there. It's, yeah. Ju- it's like they are sharing it. Those. Three Where's shows. Richard Schiff falling in all of this? I mean, he's. I mean, he's getting picked he, off early. So he's, uh, he's, he's raptor bait. No, he's no, he he's gets ripped. Two 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 T Rexes rip him in half. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, it's hilarious. Stay the fuck tuned. Absolutely, <laughs> I think that might be coming to a summer blockbuster near you this year. Um, psychology: The Lazarus Project with Paul Walker because he quote works at a psych ward but more importantly this teacher tried to show his students funny games but thankfully a parent called the no! school absolutely get him fired how did now that happen? did like the kid text mom i think we're watching funny games called how yeah and then his like foreign film savvy mother was like oh no they don't <laughs> Or I guess maybe it was the remake. Even, I mean, still. either one. But yeah. like, I, if I got a text like that, oh, you're watching a video of a funny game. Okay. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, physics. The butterfly effect because physics. And while not a bad movie, he does show The Matrix every year, which is the opposite of a physics movie. <laughs> I'm sure there's more, but I can't write any more without having an angry fat guy heart attack. I'm sitting in class <laughs> typing this, and one of my students just asked why I was turning so red. So it's time to stop. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we have uncovered a real epidemic in this country's educational Absolutely. system. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, what are we doing? This is like the second or third person we have heard from now that has mentioned teachers showing Abraxas in classes. First of all, how are this many people hip to Abraxas Guardian of the Universe? Is it just in every library? Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, are these are these video stores or libraries being run by pro wrestling fans? Like, how do so many maybe, people have this movie? Maybe Jesse Ventura went around to all the video stores around America and took out all the discs from Jules and Jim cases <laughs> and put in a Braxis. So whenever they're trying to show a nice, you know, foreign dignified movie, and all of a sudden Braxis. You know, I uh, <laughs> that reminds me of this time I was um. 
I teched a show. I, Steve, I think I teched one of your improv shows or something. And up in the booth, someone had left a DVD case of Koyaanisqatsi, oh, okay. the Godfrey Reggio yeah. film. And I was like, oh, awesome. Free copy of Koyaanisqatsi. I'm going to yank this, right? So I just put the case in my bag, went home, didn't think anything of it. Like that night, I'm like, yeah, settle in with a tall glass of water. My sure. Philip Glass score, just going to watch this awesome movie. I open it up, and the DVD on the inside was a movie called Robo Vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It totally burned. It just goes to show you, kids, don't steal DVDs from other people. Well, you're lucky it's not porn. Or it might have... Was it porn? It wasn't porn. It was was a weird, like, Asian horror movie. Oh, yeah. 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 It was one of... It was a... I think it's a Chinese film, because they had... Those awesome Chinese vampires that like hop like bunnies. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. But even weirder are these teachers showing these movies, well, man. There's something has to be done about this. Well, I mean, this has been going on forever. When I was in seventh grade, I remember going into what I remember to be an earth science class and having to watch Free Willy. <laughs> My God, and it's just I, like the loosest of connections. I'm like, I guess this is based on Earth, so. <laughs> Sure. But you might as well say you watched Free Willy in a music class because of that fucking Michael Jackson song. It that doesn't make actually any sense. make more sense. <laughs> would it? Yes, because then I'm actually like, oh, listen to that song and try to break down what he's doing in there. <laughs> Steve, break you... down the earth science elements of Free Willy for me. I don't know. Something, something bedrock. <laughs> the ocean something. Steve, you went to the laziest of teaching institutions, Catholic school. Uh, you've never you've never had any stories like this. Well, no, I mean we we took a couple of trips to see Dante's Peak and Titanic, and I mean you know I, there was always the last week of school, which was that free fall free form week, especially in grade school, where they run out of teaching materials and like, hey, you want to play board games and watch Batman? <laughs> oh, because we legally have to keep you here, but doesn't mean I legally got to teach you shit. <laughs> oh man, Steve, can you tell your Titanic story? Oh, I've done. That oh, he's told oh, it on oh, the air. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, so, Chris Cabot, I'm going to give you this this last one to read here. It's from an anonymous uh, fan. All right. Hey, WHM, big fan of the show. Your recent episode on the Seventh Son inspired me to tell this Jeff Bridges related story. Ooh. Last summer, I was at the movie theater seeing Guardians of the Galaxy. Big okay. Up. There you go. Uh, sure. On opening day, so needless to say, the theater was packed with people. We were all waiting for the actual trailers to start. They just had the loop of commercials and behind the scenes and promotional stuff playing. That's the 20, everybody. Or is the Regal first look now? Uh, yeah. Now, well, if you go to a Regal, it's the well, Regal well, first look. I don't look. know what AMC has, but whatever. It's the AMC first. I don't know. And it was about five minutes before the showtime that this promotion for The Giver starts playing. A horrendous movie. I skipped it. Um Starts out with a logo for Fathom Events, then Jeff Bridges appears on screen and introduces himself. I'm Jeff Bridges. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a good start so far. And promotes some event for the Giver movie or whatever. And the whole commercial lasts like a minute or so. Then the screen fades to black and we see the Fathom Events logo again. And I'm Jeff Bridges. Come on! And the whole ad plays again and again and again hi, and hi, again. Hi, I'm, hi, I'm. <laughs> By the fifth time, the whole audience is applauding every time they see the logo and Jeff Bridges' enthusiastic introduction. I don't think Jeff Bridges has been enthusiastic about anything. Um, <laughs> he was enthusiastic about The Giver. That was a passion project. Was it? Yeah, he yeah. loved the book. And all. Oh, like, man, he, he must be disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, was. He's, he 
There was some interview where he was like, yeah, there was some cock-ups. <laughs> By the eighth time. <laughs> the eighth <laughs> time. Uh, I was applauding, too, because the whole situation was so stupid. And the <laughs> fact that everyone was applauding for this commercial was kind of hilarious. That ad ended up playing 13 times, I counted. What in the world? <laughs> and if no one got an usher, it probably would have played over and over until the end of time. You know what, though? Knowing, like, multiplex employees, someone went out on the third time. Yep. But it was 10 times later somebody did something. Well, about you got a free base sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get oh. your tinfoil, go in the corner. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. That's running, huh? Uh, it's free where? base o'clock, though. Hey, Topher Grace, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not being a jerk to multiplex employees. No. I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. Oh, I'll get right on that, ma'am. I'll, I'll go turn that down for you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Whippets behind the concession stand. Sure, why not? Yeah, so, everybody's young and stupid sometimes. Do you guys have any funny projector malfunction stories? And we got a couple. Oh, we got we got some. So I one of my my favorite things I used to do was and this will this will date me a little bit here, but uh, when I was a when I was starting out as a projectionist, they still had like the the slideshow on a carousel, uh-huh. and they always had like the popcorn trivia, right? <laughs> I would go around and I would take out all the answer slides. <laughs> so they're just the questions. Is, they wouldn't know who who explained the three seashells to Sylvester Stallone and Judge Dredd. Oh, man. Some <laughs> or six, in Demolition Man, rather. Man, some 67-year-old was about to blow. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, yeah. sure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> D- dating yourself, that's like ta- telling a story about putting a, a tack on the pianist's chair when the movie was about to start. <laughs> and he couldn't play the score. <laughs> Uh, a projector malfunction uh, was the reason I met Jay Hoberman, and he knows my name now because we were the two people uh, in a press screening for B- for Andrew Brzezowski's Beeswax. Yeah, um, and he like the, so the manager comes in, he's like, "Sorry, this is like never happened in uh, in my tenure at least," and we're both like, "It's okay," and he's like, "Yeah, it'll be like ten minutes," and then he leaves, and it's just me and Jay Hoberman, one a- of the greatest film writers of all time. A brightly lit film forum theater yeah. and we're just like hey <laughs> how's it going hey i'm chris i am jim that's it well i mean <laughs> we see him all the time at new york film festival yeah. do you ever like look at him and be like eh, eh, beeswax beeswax he's like what he did actually because later that day in that same day i went to see hump day and he was in that screening too <laughs> and he kind of said nice to see you again <laughs> I'll be great if he was like, fucking beeswax. And he kept calling. <laughs> right? He would, he would call you beeswax. Oh, he like, oh, here's beeswax. Oh, looking good, beeswax. My unlucky charm. <laughs> what what <laughs> minor hell are you going to give for me today, beeswax? <laughs> there was uh, one time, and I wasn't responsible for this, um, the... It's John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow star in Lucky Numbers, I believe yeah, is the film. That's oh, a terrible yeah. movie. And so, you know, back in the day when you had to like splice six reels of film onto a big platter. Back in the day when John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow <laughs> could open a movie. Yeah, well, or at least tried to. <laughs> right? So it's this movie about they like rob the lottery Something or whatever like that, yeah. in the Fuck is Tim that movie? Roth has like weighted lotto balls at some point. Yeah, Bill Pullman's riding around somewhere. I, it's just the worst movie, <laughs> right? 
But so at some point, uh, the person who put the movie together put the reels out of order in the middle of the movie. And so the movie opens. Nobody knows that this has happened, right? Nobody went out. And people were going to see the movie. Nobody came out and was like, hey, I think something's fucked up until the Monday afternoon when (laughs) the movie had opened. So it was like four days of this movie playing fucked up and nobody noticed. I will say there was one, uh, and this is another funny because another celebrity thing, but uh, uh, when I was young, my dad used to buy like the the whole uh, pack, like near film festival, you get all the tickets. You can get a package of all the tickets. Yeah. So we went to see Punch Drunk Love at uh, Avery Fisher Hall. And right before the screening starts, Conan O'Brien and his wife sit down in front of us. <laughs> that sucks. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, cool. It's co- oh, fuck. It's Conan. Conan can't O'Brien. See, can't see Adam Sandler over that fucking head of hair. Seven foot nine, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> and so all this, so the movie starts, and like halfway through it, all of a sudden, like faintly up in the balcony, I start hearing this. <laughs> and I'm like, I keep looking back, and like suddenly more people are looking back. The movie shuts down. What? And the press guy has to come on stage and be like, the movie caused somebody to have a seizure, so we had to stop the movie. What? Those little, like, the interludes they do with the, like, wavy colors. Oh, wow. That's what did it, huh? That triggered a a seizure, and guy went. Oh, shit. And the funniest thing was, like... That's a hilarious story. Conan (laughs) O'Brien turned around to look, and he said, what? Like under his breath, he was like, "What the fuck is going on up there?" <laughs> I would love it if this story turned out to be like Conan got really indignant after the explanation. <laughs> like you gotta be fucking kidding me! Why didn't he just take him out? The uh, the one place I wouldn't want to meet Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon is at a movie theater, right, everybody? <laughs> That's the one place. Yeah, you'd be happy to meet him in almost any other situation. Exactly, a men's bathhouse. Hello. <laughs> They don't exist anymore. Uh, uh, Yeah, they do. (laughs) The one question, and the one thing to get out of most of these stories, not Chris's name drop stories. (laughs) Oh, uh, pardon me. I had a story about Gene Shalit that I'm not going to (laughs) tell. Just put that back in your pocket. Save it for another day. No, the one thing to take out of these stories is... The people that leave the movie theater when something goes wrong are our nation's heroes. Yes. Yep. They, they really are. When, when the lights stay on, you got to look around, realize that nobody's doing it, and stand up and be that person. And I'll tell you what, not to toot my own horn, but I am almost always a first responder. You have to be. <laughs> I am the one running out of the theater. To exactly. Do that. Something's askew. I mean, like, yeah, nobody wants to be that prig, but like, everybody will thank you. Yeah, and well, it's tough because it's not a lot of time you get the credit for it. No. Because you could just be going to the bathroom. I mean, nobody knows. But the thing is, if you are a true projection first responder, it doesn't matter what the movie is. You don't do it for the credit. I complained that uh, the lights didn't go down in Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. (laughs) Oh, I had some words with the usher about that one, including this is the third time I'm out here. What's going on? Yeah. And then also, Steve, you remember this one. I humiliated myself at a movie theater because I went out and I said to the usher, excuse me, uh, in in the theater number seven over here, the projector's out of focus. And he knew, he knew what movie I was in. And he said, I'm sorry, sir. What movie is that? Just to make me say, 
TMNT, the <laughs> animated film. Yes, I had to publicly say that. A relative of mine, and this is this is really why the people who go out are actually the heroes. <laughs> it's because most people are this guy who will sit down, the movie starts unfocused, and just start focus. <laughs> oh, Focus. Oh, yeah. As if anybody could hear you. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. It's not 1937. The projectionist isn't there with you. <laughs> There's 25 theaters in this thing. What do you think he's doing? And listen, in this day and age, odds are it's a robot. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It's Chappie back there. <laughs> <laughs> twisting, the, twisting the thing. Twisting all his oh, knobs. Oh, Chappie protect movie? <laughs> Chappie protect movie. I think it's safe to say I probably will never see that movie. Better for it. That's WHM Mailbag for March 2015. If you want your weird stories read on the air, write into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. For more information about our fine program, check out our website, whmpodcast.com, or check us out on the Sideshow Network, sideshownetwork.tv. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steve Sinek. Take it easy. 